check one two is this thing on ladies and gentlemen welcome to the latest the greatest edition of mixed nonfiction you are here with your host nick muniz today on the show we have got a great book this is perfectly in the theme without further ado greg abandon is breaking china abandoned china in the middle of the dog days of summer it's always a good reminder to get outside Fuck air conditioning, you'll be cold in the winter. Who better than a bando chaser himself? Greg has spent four years in the underbelly of China, seeing the broken down factories, the old ships, the planes. The pictures you're about to see will blow your mind. He's got a quote here. It's the love, the passion of uncovering the unknown, preserving history, no tickets, no waiting in queues, just you, your camera, and the silent place. Oh, well, he's a criminal. He's breaking and entering. <laughs> I hope you like the intro video. He says, we do not steal. We do not vandalize, tag, or leave behind any belongings. But, but, but the rules. Nobody, nobody's getting hurt here. Nonviolent crimes are fake. I bet you guys don't know damn shit about me. I got arrested for playing airsoft on top of an abandoned building when I was a teenager. We used to snoop around graystone asylum the underground caverns that place was haunted i'm no tracer myself i just broke the cardinal rule giving away my locations greg says we do not share locations explorers spend a lot of time researching them this could be days searching through the internet websites it could be hours upon satellite mode his comparison was it's like you just did all the homework and then let your friend copy and in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. You do feel like a cheap whore for letting him copy. The point is that he doesn't get the full release of discovering the new place. He just found somewhere on Instagram and walked there. I've been discovering some old mines. I'm about to drop some videos on your guys' heads that you won't believe. And Greg Abandon, he... If you've ever been on Instagram, you've seen his pictures. He's got 100,000-something followers. He DM'd me. I didn't even know this book. Thank God I got to read it now, and you guys should go pick up your copies as well. There's future books coming out. Greg was saying that the proper people DM him for messages, and if you're into urbexing, that's like uh, the top of the game right there. And they were stealing spots from Greg. That's why he has to keep everything so secretive. No coordinates in today's show. This would be like if Joe Rogan stole a bit from me. The proper people are stealing locations from Greg. Bro, this is sick. He was telling me some crazy stuff. I can't wait to tell you about the subculture today. Another quote he had. When I go exploring, I feel transformed. My eyelids close for a second. I open them again and all of a sudden I am thrown into this fictional post-apocalyptic world which I get totally immersed in. I imagine what this place before it got abandoned. How many people were there? How many enjoyed it? How many had fun here? How many people had that special connection to this place? Maybe we get a little paranormal today. At the end of the day, this is what I love to share. Pictures and stories about the most unique and forgotten places. Getting the about the author after a brief meme. About the author, Greg Abandoned. Make sure y'all are dropping a follow on this man on Instagram. And while you're over there, Harry Schwunt. I got one-fifth the followers and five times the funny. And yes, Greg's real last name is Abandoned. They didn't make him do a 
footprint on his birth certificate. They gave him a mag light. <laughs> Greg, he's visited almost every Chinese province. He went to Inner Mongolia, Kazakhstan. He spent half a decade over there just exploring, guys. This book is insane. Fuck Magellan. <laughs> it's, he said he visited every Chinese province from Mongolia in the north to Yunnan in the south with over 100 cities, towns, and villages in between. Quote, I was arrested, chased by the dogs, chased by security guards, and interrogated for over 10 hours when I was mistaken for a spy. I jumped fences, climbed onto abandoned ships, climbed walls, the Chinese wall. In the end, it was all worth it, and I'd do it again, knowing all of what would happen in a heartbeat. Even for an experienced explorer like myself, China represents a unique challenge. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about the Chinese East versus West, get some philosophy in here. And I'm just saying we got to start supporting some creators out here. If you're a solo man out here, you're just a hustler. We got to start building the network. Some people were buying Danny's book last year, Danny Fedkenhauer, The Next Wave. This is in the same vein. Every summer we're spreading out the web. This book starts with a bang. Don't move a muscle. Be right back after an ad. Chapter 1, The Rocket. Just look at it, people. Look at it! <laughs> and we're also doing the five-chapter format, speeding up the show. He starts with a short, sweet attention grabber of a chapter. Something like ten pages, but the pictures told the story more than the words. Since 2012, this 200-foot rocket has been rotting away. Greg writes, Years of neglect and strong, salty sea wind have not helped her decaying structure. Despite this, seven years later, she remained pointed skyward, as if ready for launch at a moment's notice. Its brothers and sisters have participated in numerous successful Shenzhou space missions. Ooh, participated. If we have any rocket scientists listening to this, let's get this Shenzhou functional again. I want to taste what Mars weed is like. <laughs> so much symbolism you could pull out of this. The rocket being calcified by the sea air. Bro, your pineal gland, the rocket ship of your mind, dude, being calcified. <laughs> you get it. Dude, 18 rockets were launched from surrounding pads at this site. And all of those were successful. This one rocket was left there. It was written on it, on it in China, the arrow of the gods. <laughs> Yo, China is a contender in Space Race 2.0, whatever we're in right now. You ever see that picture of there's trash on Mars? The rover captured some of it. <laughs> Let's just take a second and remember how sick rockets are. Look at what you're looking at right now. For our audio listeners, picture a rocket. I have been to the Kennedy Space Center. That's in Florida. They have a rocket graveyard. I got to see that building that they assemble the rockets in. Everything's bigger in America. Bro, and he just got to be there by himself. No scientists looking over his shoulder. Quote, when it comes to urban exploration, some sites and some finds simply cry out to be investigated. I found out about the long march on Tuesday, and by Saturday I was already on a long plane journey to see it for myself. <laughs> this is, he builds it very well. It's an epic adventure. 
there's pictures from like the top of the scaffolding on the rocket. <laughs> Yo, have you ever seen Judgment Day? They're slow motion walking the catwalk to the rocket. Greg was on that. Bro, they didn't even let me go on that thing and I had to pay admission. He's saying that this is my holy grail of discovery. Other urbexers have claimed Chernobyl for themselves. There's this one, Hashima Island. It's the Alcatraz of Japan. Look all these up. Famagusta. It's a turkey ocean side. It's like a sea resort. All abandoned. How many hobos are there? There's Dreamland. It's this abandoned Disney in Japan. He's saying all of these places somehow look better abandoned than when they're inhabited. It's another side of the coin. You never really get to see it that way unless you work the graveyard shift. Greg said this was in the middle of the Kazakhstani desert. We're talking west China here. And that bog that you're seeing around it, full of jellyfish. <laughs> He's aimlessly walking around. He passed by the security booths, all of the no trespassing signs. Quote, I decided I would take a chance and continued on my path, again, hoping to play the clueless tourist and avoid losing my souvenir money. <laughs> That's brilliant. Negligence is always the best defense. Claim insanity. You know, if you're walking through a store and something falls into your pocket, oh, how did that get in there? I'm not stealing. <laughs> you become a senile old man. Greg, he's saying that the site in his example of Chinese utilitarian thinking. <laughs> Great point. They're always, he says, they're always looking to the future. And so that's all they do, bro. If it serves a purpose, we'll use it. If not, let it decay and die in the streets. I've heard a word in the Urbex community, and I don't even remember it, but it's for a town that feels more dead than alive just that concept in your mind that places are kind of living is it on the upswing or the downswing and china just acknowledges that and then builds new ghost cities <laughs> and america's becoming a giant rust belt we could take it back people but uh you can't deny the reality of right now <laughs> i said this was, was greg's uh, crowned jewel his magnum opus it was only for a little while quote no matter where you go or where you see there will always be something more amazing around the corner for you to explore chapter two power plants quote in 2007 the chinese state council issued a notice titled speeding up the shutdown of certain thermal power plants it was a state project to say we're going to speed up the killing off of certain cities and then this led to a bunch of power plants being abandoned prematurely. <laughs> We're in an energy crisis, burning coal. Why are we speeding up the shutdown? What's the motto in America? Rock, rock until the wheels fall off. Smoke weed every day. We'll use that shit until the wheels are falling off. This speeding up the shutdown. <laughs> like, we got to start riding the trends more. Power plants are a good way to see the future. Quote, in essence, they were consolidating power production to larger plants and shutting down the smaller facilities. 
Greg has definitely read the smartest guys in the room. <laughs> Enron be going around building fake power plants. To me, they represent time capsules. Like Greg was saying, this is engineering from an era that they were built. <laughs> you can see a place in time of how... Like, I go around Colorado to make this relatable, and I see water mills. All of these people taking advantage of streams and taking the power of nature. And then right next to that will be a hydroelectric dam. I'm talking about Guanella Pass right now. I call it Paella Pass. <laughs> the mountains are full of rice and chorizo. <laughs> Guanella Pass is insane. You got high country backwood hicks. They're living next to a hydroponic dam. So you got like BC people living next to future military technology. Take it a step further. There's motherfuckers living in the mountains up here. Mount Cheyenne. <laughs> Bro, you could see like it's a time capsule. That's what it is. He says local folks always reclaim the abandoned land around the location and plant vegetables or gardens in the waste ground, making use of what would otherwise go unused. <laughs> You're not allowed to go there. It's off limits. It's dangerous. He's saying in China, the peasants will say, this is perfectly good land that we can start growing food on. Whoa. <laughs> nope, no trespassing. He talked about a 40-foot coal shaft, and it was clogged inches in diameter. This is also symbolic. It's like humanity's lungs were burning some messed up fuel. China had the problem that America is having now. The people in the country needed to produce enough grain for the people in the cities. Urbanization. And that really took a toll on China. That's why their cities look like smog. <laughs> the life expectancy is lower. Children, they tell them to spend more time inside. <laughs> what a great place to live. In 1959, quote, the Communist Party of China committee approved the building of the first factory so he's saying milling in mass this started in 1959 centralization i bought it up for a reason fucking blackrock is saying that by 2030 the u.s food chain will be totally controlled by them and vanguard i guess that's a good thing if you like to eat crickets <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> we're doing what china did in the 1960s Okay, he had some really good close encounters with security guards in these factories. Like he's snooping around on the upper levels and they're crunching. Dude, it was sick. <laughs> Quote, obviously my mind was reacting with all sorts of bizarre sci-fi answers for this question. Was I in a secret laboratory for producing super soldiers? Had a mad scientist taken residence? <laughs> he's wandering through labs. And all of these crazy things within the factories. Oh my god, dude. Straight discovery. He says security dogs were barking at him. I would throw a beaker of acid down from the windows at the dogs. <laughs> and then he was alluding to at the end of the chapter. He's going to likely explore some more of these in 2022. So I'm saying this is a hot Instagram follow. This book is only three years old. He is there right now doing this. Check it out. Get involved. Chapter 3, Trains. We can finally get some backstory here on Mysterious Greg. 
as a young boy living in Poland, I remembered growing up doing one of two things. Yo, yo, I need to stop this for a Polish joke. How many Polish men does it take to screw in a light bulb? Two. One to hold the light bulb, one to rotate the house. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. One of two things in my leisure time. I was either watching English football on television or American movies on both the big and small screens. <laughs> I wonder if they have 8K RTX IMAX theaters over in Poland. The movie experience, American quality. Greg says that Black Hawk Down is still his favorite movie to this day. That movie is made to give veterans PTSD. Tom Hardy is pulling bullets out of his leg. I like that one. <laughs> Greg's dad had a distaste for war movies because he was alive during the Iron Curtain era. <laughs> right after World War II, people were scared that stuff was going to go back down in Poland. So this is pretty wild. He was saying in China on television there's always somebody in uniform but there's less violence on tv and in america there's gangsters cowboys shooting each other on television it's more about the authority in china than it is about the violence you ever read that world war one study the american soldiers were shooting above the enemy's heads and then they started putting excessive violence in movies by world war ii we were popping nazi skulls baby being exposed to violence makes you more violent, and in Chinese media, they expose you to authority. What are we being bred for here? Some Mad Max times. <laughs> he said, as for the trains, on November 1st, 1934, the Japanese government put the Asia Express into operation in Manchuria, which is located just west of Japan, currently northeast China. The Manchurian Express. <laughs> the pics I'm thinking of like Snowpiercer right now the pics were pretty wild like deep green devouring train cars one of my favorite things are overgrown tracks it looks like a forbidden tunnel friggin cursed and you walk down into the green lushness oh I can't wait to go deep on the caves <laughs> Uh, he says, outside the city of Shenzhou, I saw three classic locomotive engines. This was straight out of the 1800s. It was like everything here. He had pictures of armored tanks. That's probably where you would find me. I'd be pretending to, <laughs> I don't know, do a Tiananmen Square. <laughs> he ended up on uh, this show just got censored in China because I said those words. He goes, train terminals are like gigantic hangars. And there were modern bullet trains inside of them. They're already decommissioning bullet trains. They're probably on like maglev trains over there. I don't know. This is, I could start drawing the comparisons because all the philosophy books are about the rate of speed. And when trains were invented, everyone was like, this is too fast. It's going 30 miles per hour. Cars are about to be going 200 on the American Autobahn by 2050. Mark my words. Just kidding. Everything's going to be self-driven. But the rate of speed goes up over time. The rate that you could download information. 
and like we're falling behind we need some bullet trains come on american engineers stop boring underneath the ground and give us some trains on the surface <laughs> i watched in a a proper people video they're starting to go into bore tunnels yes even the urbex community is pushing into military territory <laughs> yeah bro let's start getting up to speed yo i also saw a video of a guy with a jetpack we have the technology I'm out here climbing mountains. This guy flew up the side of a mountain. <laughs> Jesus. Like you saw in the French protests, they broke out a hoverboard. The cops were flying. There's pictures of it online. I'm not crazy. Just let me silver surf a mountain. Final quote. Sometimes you just get lucky. That particular weekend, I got very lucky as I was one of the last people to see this train intact. One month later, the, the whole area, including the hangar, had been demolished he's doing us a service man these things are gone with the wind and forgotten <laughs> the wind chapter four ships <laughs> oh ship get your ship together make ship happen <laughs> i should start naming boats <laughs> i almost chose the plane chapter over this one but I chose ships instead because ships are the future. They are as big as cities. Like, cruise ships are growing faster than trains are. And I guarantee you behind the scenes, Jeff Bezos, he probably has his own arc. <laughs> Noah was really a biblical billionaire. Seriously, Peter Thiel has Freedom Island. Ships are the future. I don't know if they think this bitch is going to flood again or something. There's a lot of pictures of Japanese World War II cargo ships. And the chain links, they're the size of a human. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe that. A chain link that big. Just think about the scale of it being on the ocean floor and hearing that anchor. Poof! And some of these ships had four different anchors. Scary. I think I have submechanophobia or some of those things. I'm also super claustrophobic, which is why I have to go into caves. I already got over my fear of heights by going onto super high mountains. <laughs> the chapter I'm using for this picture, this chapter, whatever picture, it's called the Fitz Carlotto. That's what you're looking at. How do Chinese people say that word? Fitzil <laughs> Carlotto. I'm racist. Greg was saying when he discovered it, he thought it was a building on Google Maps. And so the Chinese government started turning it into apartments, and then they just let it fester. Condemned. Quote, at some stage while going into the next level, a staircase rusted away under my weight. I'd once read that the staircase was always supposed to be the most stable part of a building, but my foot had gone through it like it was cardboard. <laughs> it's the most stable part. <laughs> He's walking on crust tinfoil this thing could just break at any moment what i couldn't believe this one picture he had it was a 15th century wooden ship a straight up pirate ship in the middle of nowhere i don't know how he found it they like people find downed military planes in the backwoods of colorado i wonder if someone finds a ship on top of a mountain yo that'd be too cool <laughs> If anybody watched Uncharted, <laughs> they lift up the pirate ship with helicopters. 
Go watch it. He said the unsinkable ship had a brittle hull. <laughs> Brownie brittle. There was another crazy one. He called the Warship Hotel. And it was a World War II era destroyer. So it was a step up from the apartment one. They turned this one into luxury living. <laughs> where you could go camp there. And he had the longest boat that I'd ever seen a picture of. And I've been to like uh, San Diego's the biggest military port. I've seen some ships that are multiple football fields long. He was saying that the Chinese military decided to make longer carriers rather than like the U.S. The biggest supercarrier has a nuclear reactor inside of it. And so China was saying instead of we're going to hedge our bets and make a bunch of long cutters with takeoff runways on the top. There's a bunch of different kind of carriers. It's pretty sick if you're into military technology. You should own this book. He said a decommissioned Russian Type 1143 heavy carrier called the Minsk sits on the bank of the Yangtze River, basking in the sun as it slowly rusts away. So there are Russian ships on the Yangtze, the Yellow River in China. These motherfuckers are buddying up. <laughs> Another quote. After the collapse of the Soviet Union and the economic problems that followed, the Russia's navy was strained. It no longer was able to bear the operation and maintenance cost of their active aircraft carriers. So maybe that's a positive to America, having one muscle fucking giant ship. We can pay to keep that one city running, rather than a million ghost cities or ships. Quote, this is the place where I had to say goodbye to buy long-standing exploring footwear, green flip-flops. They were left behind and went down with the ship. Don't follow my example. Wear proper shoes. <laughs> Homie went in a rusted-out ship wearing flip-flops. I don't stand for Crocs. Uh, at least that'd be more safe. Let's go to Chapter 5. The Croc. The Code. Greg, starting with some heavy questions. Have you ever walked near a tall fence and wondered what was behind it? Have you ever seen a derelict building and wondered what it'd be like to wander inside? Often, all the time. Or maybe you heard about an abandoned theme park and wondered how uncanny it would be to explore it all by yourself. And this is alluding to his next book. Greg is finding multiple Futara Funlands over there. And those are some of the sickest pictures that come out. Dude. <laughs> Quote, Urbex is a subcategory of urban exploring. There are special types of photographers whose entire purpose is to go inside abandoned places and take pictures. This is who I am. I often say even pirates have their code, and we, the Urbex community, should be guided by the following principles. If you belong to this community, you already know the rules. Here it is, baby, the golden rule. Take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footprints. That's a goodie. Yeah, baby. Take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footprints. No, these people are criminals. All they're taking is pictures and they leave nothing behind. He's not a tagger or any of that. You just want to experience the space for a moment. You're not allowed. <laughs> Yeah, they like you get put in a crime database if you do this in America. 
I've read that in California, two thirds of men are in databases. What the fuck? Like <laughs> this explorative niche is teaching young men how to push themselves and not be a dick. But our culture is all about trapping drugs and banging toots. <laughs> Let's go to the final quote. Part of the joy of Urbex is finding sites for yourself. I'd ruin the fun and likely ruin the place if every YouTuber and Instagram star could walk in and wreck it for likes and views. Powerful quote. I hope you would like the pictures and enjoy reading the stories that went along with them. Writing this book throughout the year 2021 has been a monumental task with many ups and downs. There's so much more that we didn't cover in this book. I think the wheels chapter was actually my favorite. There was a picture of a bike graveyard. Bro, it was the size of like a soccer field. And there were bikes piled up 10 feet tall. They were organized by color. Like, just imagine in 20 years, the lime scooter, the bird scooter graveyards <laughs> that are going to be around. That's basically all the rivers. People, when they're drunk, throw the scooters. <laughs> That's a fun, drunken thing to do. All of our rivers are going to be full of scooters. There's this chapter called Heavy Industry, and it was even deeper than the power plants. Yeah, there was one called The Plains, I was saying. That one was sick. Greg's got a book dropping about amusement park soon. Definitely drop a follow on Instagram. Get this guy on your radar. Nick's nonfiction. There it is. Abandoned China. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for staying tuned. Greg abandoned. Keep up the good work, my dude. Seriously crazy stuff. I will, without a doubt, review the amusement park book. High quality content across the fronts here. We're continuing that trend next week. No time wasted. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got coming up Atomic Habits. Guys, this is one of the best sellers of the past five years. I'm going to seriously try to condense this one. If you're down for the hang, go subscribe for a dollar to Patreon. We stretch out those episodes. Seriously, throw some wild theories about there. Share more stories about Greystone and why I got arrested. <laughs> show will be here in seven short days Nick's nonfiction carrying on patreon.com instagram uh harry schwant and greg abandoned let's get a random soundboard effect to take this home oh i like that that's the sound of discovery baby get outside this summer i love you all i'll see you very soon peace